0: What's up everybody and welcome to another podcast of Drumroll Please, Zach and EJ Talk Sports. I am EJ, this is Zach, and today we have an all NFL podcast for you. We're going to be talking about the current uh, playoff matchups, who we feel is going to take this thing all the way to a Super Bowl championship. Then we're gonna have a two fun games. The first one is I'm going to ask Zach which NFL QBs that are currently either on an expired contract or have one coming up soon, the NFL team should look to move on from or re-sign. And then Zach and I are going to do, and our producer, Liz, are gonna participate in a three-person draft of one game right now, best team you can put on the field. We're gonna have some fun with that. And we are going to tell you everything you need to know going into this weekend's amazing playoff matchups. My man, how you doing? Doing good. How are you, EJ? Good. How's the baseball off season treating you right uh, now? It's going well, EJ. How are those workouts? It, they're going well. <laughs> all right, everything's going well for Zach. How'd your fantasy season pan out? Uh, not very good. <laughs> Mine neither. So that's that's both of us there. I mean, all my guys got hurt right at the end, led by Jalen Hurts. Yeah. So let's dive in. Um. I was knocked out last round uh, as a Dolphins fan against the Bills, although I am not going to be one of those people that say that my team was cheated by some bad calls, but there were some bad calls in that game. Why don't we start with uh, with your thoughts on uh, last week's matchups, uh, Dolphins and the Bills, so I can get that pain out of the way and, and move on to Let's the rest of the Let's start with
1: games. that one. It was a game that the Dolphins shouldn't have, a ha- shouldn't have had a chance in. They obviously, we're missing Tua, Skylar Thompson. Who, honestly, we talked about this the other day. He, you think he's just as solid as Tua? I think if they had Tua, they might have won this game. Considering how they played, they played some great football. Josh Allen made a few mistakes, and uh, they really played it close. But I think the Bills deserve to win. I'm glad the Bills won because I wouldn't be interested in seeing the Dolphins play the Bengals this week.
0: Why? That would have been great. Tua could have possibly been cleared to be back. and or they would've... might have been playing the Chiefs if the Dolphins were there. They would have been playing yeah, the Chiefs. it would have been. But you would have had Tua back. Yeah. So we had Dolphins being knocked out. Then we had just a, an amazing game between Los Angeles Chargers and the Jags. What did you think of that one? So I watched the
1: first half of that game. I believe it was, what, was it 27-7? to 7? It was some, something like that. Uh, and – Lawrence had thrown four picks, three of them to Asante Samuel, and it really looked like it was over. Lawrence looked terrible. He was choking under pressure. And then I went to have dinner. I turned it off. I came back just to see the game-winning field goal when suddenly it suddenly was super close. I'm not exactly sure how you choke that game. They've obviously fired some of their staff. I assume they'll make some personnel moves throughout the offseason as well to uh, address what just, what's happened the last two years, obviously, because they got knocked down in the last game by the Raiders, in overtime last year. Uh, but yeah, it was a good win for the Jags. I'm excited to see them try to take on the Chiefs this week.
0: I don't know if they can hang with them, but uh, it's good to see. Yeah, I shut that game off at the half and started watching Top Gun Maverick. Got sucked into that, and then by the time I went back and, and looked at the score, I, could, I couldn't I could believe what had happened. But that's the Jaguars. How, how can you not root for the Jaguars right mm-hmm. now? I mean, it, going with, with where they started last year with the whole rum meyer debacle, Coming in this year, Doug Peterson starting out hot, then going ice cold, then heating up again, and now you know making this run in the playoffs. I mean, if they have any magic left, they're absolutely going to need every bit of it against the Chiefs, especially 100%. in Kansas City. And then on the flip side, we had the Giants. Everybody freaking out around here because we're in the in the New York market. Mm-hmm. The Giants uh, going out to Minnesota. And did the Giants win that game, or did Minnesota lose that game? I think it's a mix of both, obviously.
1: They held the great Minnesota offense somewhat in check. They had 24 points, which for them isn't like a large sum. Uh, I think it was uh, uh, the offense was led by Saquon. He was a large part of that offense. Isaiah Hodgins had a great game. Daniel Jones looked fantastic, especially on the ground. But uh, what I noticed is that the I don't know if you can blame the coach, whoever called that last play, but especially Kirk Cousins. Fourth and eight, you don't throw a quick out to the boundary.
0: To your tight uh, end.
1: Expect your tight end to break like two or three tackles yeah. and go Michael Jordan and Space Jam for the first down <laughs> with the season on the line. <laughs> I think like you did in that Buffalo game, despite obviously most of the defense being focused on him, you've got to find a way to get the ball to Jefferson.
0: Yeah, I absolutely. got to get the ball in the hands of your playmakers. Um, and I have one question, but we're going to touch on quickly the Niners and Seattle. In that game, kind of a tail two halves, kind mm-hmm. of close to the first half. And then after that, it was once, um, you know, they, they caused uh, Geno to fumble. It, it Seattle never really seemed to recover, and that, that game kind of became a landslide. But what were your thoughts on the Niners in Seattle?
1: So once again, that was one where it seems to work out perfectly, where I'm always eating dinner at halftime. But uh, <laughs> I watched the first half, and it was a really close game. But I was worried because Brock Purdy was not having a good game. He was missing some pretty easy throws. He was just under-throwing them. He looked a bit... Uh, like a deer in headlights under the pressure. But they are a much better, much more talented team than Seattle. And it was still so close, I thought. There was definitely a chance they could pull away, and
0: they definitely did. It's not even close at the end. So now, with last week's games behind us, there's two stories that seem to still be carrying forward from that, meaning themes that existed going into this round of playoff football. And then, in my opinion still exist after. And that is that both the Chargers, whether you want to put it on Staley or say the Chargers in general, and Kirk Cousins cannot seem to do it in the big spot. Mm-hmm. And what are your thoughts? Do you think that this last round of playoff football and, and the way that the season ended for both of those teams, um, you know, put that out based off the seasons they had? Or do you feel that that question still um you know burn strong going into next season i feel like that's that's definitely true for both teams if you look at the chargers uh
1: i think a good portion of the blame should be on uh staley the coach if you look at it, mike williams should have been playing in that game he played four quarters in a totally meaningless game which for i i don't understand why he ended up getting hurt and not able to play i think he would have made a large difference there uh and i don't know herbert's great but it seems every time it really matters he just he just can't pull out the win. Then Kirk Cousins, I think it has to be in his own head at this point, because 1 p.m. Kirk is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. You can't stop him. Yep. And then any other time, whenever the lights are bright, he he just folds like a lawn chair. It's it's kind of it's it's really unfortunate. I
0: like that. Folds like a lawn chair. Folds right up. Nice. Well, now listen. Here's what we're gonna do. I am gonna throw a series of QBs at you. Or QB situations and you were to tell me as the GM of the team who you um, would be interested in bringing back who you feel to move on from Um, if I deem there are any hot takes in there we might go back and discuss in greater depth or once you're done with the lightning round there might be one or two teams I dig into just to get a sense of will you as a GM what direction you are looking to to head. So I am not going to do you any favors, and I am going to start you off with a really tough one. You have the first pick in the draft, and you have Justin Fields. Are you holding on to Justin Fields, or are you moving on from Justin Fields?
1: This is a really tough one because I love Justin Fields. He was my fantasy quarterback this year. He had a a really bad rookie year, but I'm actually – I've been thinking about this one a good amount. I'm going to say you keep Justin Fields. Okay, so we're keeping Fields. How about Zach Wilson? I think that's a pretty easy one. You move on from Zach Wilson. This man's made one good throw in his life.
0: <laughs> now, I'm on the edge of my seat for this one. Tua Tungavailoa. I'm going to go keep. Okay, we will definitely be doubling back to that. Kirk Cousins. I think you got to keep him. That's a hot take. Now, you are john lynch how are you sorting out your 49ers quarterback room you have lance you have garoppolo and you have purdy i think you let garoppolo
1: walk you brock purdy is your starter you keep trey lance and do you do give him an opportunity in training camp to if he can win the starting spot
0: even if your current quarterback won you a super bowl they win the super bowl it's not a question no okay so next we will move on to although you know I'm sure he really enjoys feeling like he makes all the decisions Aaron Rodgers. So this is if the Packers have the opportunity to bring him back. I think
1: you have to bring him back. You watch down the stretch, he his receivers weren't running the right routes. He let Christian Watson know about that on and on a national TV thing. I feel like
0: he's still a great quarterback. I think he can still be an MVP. I think if you can bring him back, you have to. Well that basically then completely negates anything you can get out of jordan love because now he at this point in time is at the would be the end of his contract and you yeah you don't even really know what you have in him but we're keeping rogers how about if you are tampa and tom brady wants to come back i think it's a tough spot you're pretty mediocre this year our producer's saying no she's saying you don't bring back tom brady i think you i go. might also say no i think you let tom brady go really i don't know what you guys i are. think
1: you need a fresh start in tampa
0: well, you fired Byron Lefwich, mm-hmm. so <laughs> can't get fresher than the new offensive coordinator, I guess, and a new quarterback unless you clean sweep and clear out the head coach. Um, Daniel Jones. I think especially after last week, he put everyone on notice. Got to keep Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes put everyone on notice. You heard it here first from Zach. How about your buddy, Mac Jones? Interesting spot. I'm going to say keep for one more year, uh, similar to what the Dolphins did this year with Tua. They can prove it. So all of us are holding Pat in the draft, not looking to trade up to grab one of these QBs. Lamar Jackson. I think this is another semi easy one. If you're the Ravens, you got to bring him back and you try to
1: add weapons. Okay. Seattle, Geno Smith. I love Geno, but I think this is the year you attack a quarterback in the draft. They might not have to be the first year starter, but I think you got to at least grab one.
0: So we're moving on from Geno. Even though he gave you almost an MVP type year. It's cold, man. It's cold. Jared Goff.
1: I think similar to Mac Jones, but even a greater extent. Actually, I'm just going to
0: go keep Jared Goff. Okay, Keeping Goff. So, Fields, we're keeping. Now, if you're the Bears, what are you doing with the number one pick?
1: So, obviously, the number one pick, you're looking to take one of the top defensive players. uh, Jalen Carter... Or, I'm blanking on his name. Will Anderson, I want to say.
0: But now do you feel that you're wasting the collateral of having the absolute number one overall pick when you could probably get them uh, a couple picks back?
1: Yeah, I think you try to trade back to four or five and try to grab one of those guys. Is there a team that you see trying to trade up? I'm pulling up the draft order. I think Indy's a team that I think is very interesting uh, because they obviously need a quarterback. In grabbing Bryce Young or CJ Stroud would be huge. They obviously have a decently top pick. So the order is Chicago, Houston, Arizona, Indy, Denver. But it's actually Seattle's pick. So Seattle, I don't think trades up for. I think Seattle, if they're going to take a quarterback, they can probably do it at five. I think they don't need to do it at five. I think Indy's a very interesting team to try to trade up to one, get their pick of the quarterbacks. Uh, I think Arizona's good. And I think Houston, I think Houston's probably fine at two, honestly. Because they get the second quarterback no matter what.
0: I mean Arizona will be interesting because you have a new coach and a new GM so I understand that you have to, you know Kyler to a, to a big contract but yet at the same point in time typically most new coaches and GMs you know want to find a way to kind of imprint uh you know what they do on their team and a lot of times that starts with the quarterback um head coach relationship so more to be tuned into there let's go to TuA why we're keeping TuA? So, give me the reasons we're holding on to Tua. So, Tua, number one,
1: he's not a superstar. He is the best system quarterback in the NFL. Almost like, a lot like Eli Manning. Eli Manning wasn't out there playing like Tom Brady, playing like Drew Brees or anyone. He went out there and he got the job done and he won. That's why I've seen Tua. Tua gets the job done. When he was healthy, before he got like eight different concussions during the year, he wasn't losing. The team was playing great. The offense was flowing great. Obviously, everyone sees his missed throws and his under throws because everyone likes to hate on Tua, but he makes a lot of very quality throws.
0: Okay, so then let me bring up these points and you tell me how you uh, counter these points. First of all, as Bill Parcell said, the best ability is availability. Mm -hmm. Since college, Tua has not been able to remain healthy. Um, has not had an NFL season, that he has not had to miss time. Um, second to that, I will say that he started off the year hot. But we had a situation, and I say we, being a Dolphins fan, I'll, I'll keep it more neutral. The Dolphins had a situation where they had a coach come in, institute a new scheme. There wasn't much tape, right? So he plays through. It, he, it appears, as you watch, you know that, that he didn't move seamlessly through the Ravens game had his struggles, that first game against New England. New England had many opportunities in that game, dropped interceptions, chance to pick them up. Wasn't playing great, goes in, gets hurt against the Bengals. Comes back after being out for a while to the softest part of the Dolphins' schedule. But then as we move into the part where now there's enough tape out there, he's played enough consecutive weeks, he goes into games against the 49ers, the Chargers, and Green Bay, and plays terrible. I know everybody says, well, it's a tale of two Tua's against Green Bay. He was concussed. He was concussed. I don't necessarily buy it, especially since the whole team said he wasn't experiencing concussion-based syndromes during the game. And two, he only completed two fewer passes in the second half than he did the first half. So I don't understand if he came out, they said, oh, he was concussed in the first half, came out in the second half, and immediately started throwing interceptions. But he played a whole quarter and a half before he started, you know, hitting Green Bay players in stride. So, I'm not looking to to bash the man or his health related industry, uh, you know, uh, situation. Meaning that you know um, concussions are serious, serious business, and obviously he does have major things to keep in mind regarding his his long term health and everything else. But if you are a GM who is looking to sign a quarterback to a long term deal who has not shown you at all he can stay healthy, that essentially means that you're not only having to buy one quarterback but you're probably having to buy two right because you know that you whoever you sign or or you know that two is not going to be able to play a full season for you maybe can give you 60 to 70% but you're going to have another quarterback gonna have to step in for 30% of your schedule and have to win meaningful games possibly playoff games because he's already demonstrated this year that he is capable of sustaining injuries that will keep him out at that length so for you as a GM How do you approach a situation like that? So if you're going to sign Tua, do you see it as needing to bring in additional things or additional players to make sure that you now have an insurance card on Tua? And is Tua worth that? Is he worth saying that this guy is that good that we're going to keep him here, we're going to have to sign another high-priced backup quarterback, and probably have to go out and pay, maybe overpay for the offensive line as well, especially if he's going to command, you know, a top-tier quarterback salary. Mm-hmm. So we'll say the two is not doing you any favors, and you know he he wants the money that he feels he can get on the open market. I think what you do is you look at guys like Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson also
1: has a similar problem staying healthy, but no one is saying Lamar Jackson, oh, he never stays healthy because you're worried about paying. So I think Tua. Well, obviously not the most durable guy, I think that's not a huge concern because he hasn't been missing, like, full seasons. He's been missing stretches of three, four games. I think that should probably not be your biggest concern. Your biggest concern is you obviously, like you said, you don't want to commit all, put all your chips on one side of the table with him not being, like, fully proven yet. I would not give Tua Tagovailoa a four-year... Kyler Murray uh, level contract. I would not. I would say to it, we'll give you two more years, very good uh, salary, not superstar salary. If you want it, you can
0: take it. If you don't want it, that's fine. Well, if you're to his agent, he's going to walk in and say he was an MVP candidate before he got hurt. Mm-hmm. So he wants MVP level money. And, you know, that's where I feel that the Dolphins could, you know, you know legitimately set themselves up to cripple their franchise for a very long time. Um, You know, quarterback contracts, especially when you have an injury prone quarterback are are very, very tough to to get out of. And obviously nobody wishes, you know, injury on on anybody. I mean, these guys are going out there and they're sacrificing their bodies and, you know, in ways that, you know, could have life altering repercussions. But at the same point in time, it is a game, it is a business. And, you know, when we're breaking it down in, in this type of capacity, and taking the human element out of it, he just doesn't seem to be a, a wise investment for me. Um, but I understand your point. I like that you said you're keeping Jared Goff. I do think Jared Goff is has been a very underrated quarterback. I felt like he wasn't done justice with the Rams. And actually, I think if we sit here today and we look at both the trades that the Rams and Broncos made, you know, um, going back now and selling the farm for quarterbacks, you know, the Rams got their Super Bowl. But at the same point in time, look at the state of their franchise, and you know they no longer have the chips right now to start digging themselves out of it, and you know Denver better figure this out quick, or they're gonna be they're gonna be in the same exact boat. So I, I like Jared Goff. I love Detroit. I was so disappointed that they missed the playoffs. Um, I it's was really fun, hoping they yeah. were going they were gonna get in there. But that'll actually now move us on to our skill position draft, where we are gonna pick a quarterback a running back two wide receivers a tight end two cornerbacks and an edge we can pick in any order that we want and we are going to go in what is our draft order going to be uh
1: we have, you want to do some rock paper scissors our
0: we will uh, we will be gentlemen and our producer will be awarded the the first pick of the entire draft And then we will say uh, beauty before age. And uh, you can pick second. Thank you. And I will pick third. And then we'll come back around with the snake. So the first pick in the all-time skill position draft. Let me just set this up here right now for each of us to have our teams. And I can keep track. Okay, our producer Liz is up first. Liz, with the first overall pick in the one game to play best possible players draft, you are taking who? Tom Brady. What the heck is wrong with you? All right, she's going with the GOAT. Controversial? Maybe. Smart? Maybe. But do we expect anything less from our producer? No.
1: (laughs) All right, I'll go now. I'm going to take the biggest positional advantage you can get. I'll be taking Travis Kelsey.
0: Nice. Okay, Um. I can't leave him on the board, so I will say Pat Mahomes. I come back with the snake pick, and I am going to take Saquon Barkley. Mm, interesting pick there. I think you could have got Saquon a few rounds later. Well, honest. maybe in this draft when Tom Brady goes number one, but I like Saquon. Uh so I'm gonna take Justin Jefferson here. Uh okay. yeah. Producer Liz? Cooper Cup. Okay. It's a good pick. Uh you have the snake pick. Who would you who are you taking next? Devontae Adams. Alright, mm. so you were set at receiver. We go to Zach, who is sitting with Kelsey and Jefferson. I'm gonna go defense. Uh, give me Micah Parsons. I like Micah Parsons here. All right, you're building quite the team. I am going to take, with my pick, I guess it really doesn't matter because I have the snake, but I'm gonna take Tyreek Hill. And coming back, I am going to take Sauce Gardner. Ooh, that's a good pick. You are up. You have Kelsey, Jefferson, and Parsons. Uh, I'll come back and get my running back. I'll take Derek Henry. The King. Producer Liz, you have Tom Brady, Cooper Cup, and Devontae Adams. Kittle. What? What? That was a solid pick. That was my second tight end on my board.
1: <laughs> Riddle got, Kittle? You're stuck at tight end now.
0: All right, yeah, uh, you have the next pick as well, so you're gonna have to take Gasecki now. <laughs> Diggs? I forgot the other
1: parts that we were doing.
0: You're doing, uh, well, Can you can't. Uh, you talk about Trayvon Diggs because that would be a good pick, or you about Stefan Diggs because no, you've already picked no, Trayvon Diggs. It. Oh yeah, that's that's what he meant.
1: Yes, I knew I was done with wide
0: receivers. Okay, solid pick. That's a solid pick. <laughs> My Zach, uh, I mean, we should preface the fact that that our producer in her first year of fantasy football did go to the championship game, which is more than I've accomplished in all the years of football, <laughs> fantasy football that I've been playing. So, uh, okay, so we have Kelsey, Jefferson, Parsons, and Henry. Uh, I'm going to leave the edge rushers just
1: so you guys can narrow down for me. I'm not sure who I want to take. I'll take my first corner. I'll take uh, Pat Sertan.
0: Okay. I am going to take Nick Bosa. I like that. And I am going to take Jamar Chase. Mm.
1: So that's your second receiver?
0: Yes. So I am now set at quarterback, running back, receiver, and... My number I am... two
1: receiver still on the
0: board, man. Yeah. So you have you are, you have your tight end Kelsey, wide receiver one Jefferson, edge one Parsons, running back Henry, and uh, defensive backfield one Sertan. Well, uh, I was gonna wait on quarterback
1: and wide receiver because neither of you need one. So I think I will. It's a tough decision with corners and edge just left. I think I'll take TJ Watt. Okay.
0: Producer Liz, you are sitting on Tom Brady, Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Brittle Kittle, and Trayvon Diggs. (laughs) Who do we want next? You still need uh, another cornerback. You still need two edge rushers and two edge rushers.
1: Joe Burrow?
0: Yeah, no, that's not going to work. I'm pretty sure you said Miles Garrett. Thank you. Miles Garrett, that's a good pick list. <laughs> okay, uh, you have another pick coming your way. Which we have Tom Brady, Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Brittle Kittle, Trayvon Diggs, Miles Garrett.
1: Cameron Hayward.
0: Cam Hayward? All right. It's an interesting pick. <laughs> we are to Zach now. So I need
1: one more corner, uh, one
0: receiver, cor- and quarterback? Yes, sir.
1: Uh, I'll, I'll just take my quarterback now because I'm not sure which corner I want. I'll take Burrow. Nice.
0: You, you already have your quarterback. You're good. No, you're set with quarterback. <laughs> Cornerback you need to. Cornerback. For clarification. Okay, I have Pat Mahomes, Saquon, Tyreek, Sauce, Nick Bosa, Jamar Chase. I am going to go with Mark Andrews as my tight end. And coming back, let's see here. I am going to take, I'm going to go a little controversy. I'm going to pass on Ramsey, and I'm going to go Jair Alexander as my second cornerback.
1: I had him on my list. I like that.
0: You um have Kelsey, Jefferson, Parsons, Derrick Henry, Pat Sertan, T.J. Watt, Joe Burrow. I'm just gonna take my receiver here. I'll take takes. Still not sure which corner I wanna take, so I'm gonna let okay. Liz
1: narrow it down.
0: <laughs> yes, cornerback. <laughs> you have Brady, Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Kittle, Trayvon Diggs as corner one. Miles Garrett and Cam as your rushers. You still need for your final two picks, you need to select a running back and another cornerback.
1: Darius Slay.
0: Slay, all right. Eckler. Nice picks. Like them. There you go. Okay, Zach, you are... Sitting with Kelsey, Jefferson, and Diggs as your wideouts. You have Parson and Sir, Parson and Watt as your rushers. You have Sertan in your backfield. Burrow as your QB. So you are still sitting on requ- needing one more defensive backfield player. Uh, not a great year for him, but I'll, he had a great last game. I'll still take Ramsey. All right. And I have Pat Mahomes as my quarterback. Saquon as my running back. Tyreek and Chase as my receivers. I have Andrews as my tight end. I have Sauce Gardner and Jair Alexander as my corners. I have Nick Bosa, number one, as my edge. And I... Ooh, man... I'm going to shock the world. And I am going to take Aiden Hutchinson. Really? It's an interesting pick.
1: Interesting pick.
0: I'm going to pa- I'm going to pass on Shaq. I'm going to pass on Khalil. Passing I'm, on Crosby too. I'm passing on Crosby. I am I'm going to take Aiden Hutchinson. I'm going to going to mix it up. It's interesting. All right. So, let me recap these teams. We have our Producers, Fearless Team. Quarterback, Tom Brady. Running back, Austin Eckler. Wide receiver, one. Cooper Cup. Wide receiver, two. Devontae Adams. Tight end, Brittle Kittle. Cornerback, one. We have Trayvon Diggs. Quarterback, two. Quarterback, two. Darius Slay. Our edge rushers are Miles Garrett and Cam Hayward. Zach's Fearless Team. We have at quarterback, Joe Burrow. We have at running back, the King, Derrick Henry. Our receivers are Justin Jefferson and Stephon Diggs. Our tight end is Kelsey. Our edge rushers are TJ Watt and Micah Parsons. Our defensive backfield is Jalen Ramsey and Pat Sertan. My team, (laughs) destined to finish last. At quarterback, Pat Mahomes. Our running back is Saquon. Probably will get hurt. (laughs) Yeah. My receivers are Tyreek and Jamar Chase, so you know we're throwing deep all day. Our tight end is Mark Andrews. At our edge rushing positions, we have Aiden Hutchinson and Nick Bosa. And our cornerbacks are Sauce Gardner and Jair Alexander. So for all of you there that are out there watching, feel free to leave comments and let us know Whose team you think has the best chance to come out of our round robin one game one game tournament? Alright, my friend. Alright. Now it is time for the most important part of the show, and that is us closing it out with our picks. We will let our producer jump in on this segment as well. Let's start first with AFC or NFC. Let's we'll start NFC. NFC, okay. Let's start with the first game. That'll be tomorrow. Giants heading to Philadelphia. Who do you have? You know, this is a really interesting one. So I love
1: the Eagles. Miles Sanders is my guy. Skinny Batman. I love him too. (laughs) And the Eagles probably are the better team. And I really want the Giants to win. And I think the Giants do have this one. They're coming in with a ton of momentum. Uh, Every player on their team is playing great. And I think Jalen Hurts hasn't played in a while. He's going to come in... Well, he played in Week 18, but he... It was an uninspiring in <laughs> performance. I think he's going to come in a bit rusty. I think the offense is going to be a bit slow. It's one of the disadvantages of having the first round by. If your team comes in super hot, you're not really that hot because you didn't play last week. I think the Giants win a close one.
0: All right. All right. Producer Liz, who do you like? Giants or the Eagles? I'm going to say the Eagles. Okay. Mm. That would make me the tiebreaker. And I feel that at home... With uh, Hertz having some time to rest, while I would love to pick the Giants and see the Giants shock the world, I think the Eagles are going to do it. So we're going two for the Eagles, one for the Giants. That brings us to the Sunday night game, and that is the Cowboys visiting the 49ers. Let's start with, we'll start with you this time. Who do you like? Uh, I like the Niners. Cowboys are going to choke in the playoffs once
1: again. (laughs) Uh, Dak, Zeke. All dem boys, they're going to they're choke once again. They have uh, some solid talent this year. Parsons, Pollard, who haven't always been on the team when they've choked. But I think the Niners' defense is going to shut down that offense to an
0: extent. And then I think Brock Purdy gets the job done once again. Okay. I am going to take the Cowboys in this one. Really? For, for the only reason that we haven't seen Brock Purdy need to play from behind yet. And... I feel like the rest of the games I'm going to pick are going to be by the chalk, so well maybe not. Actually, think about another one. We'll have to save that for when we get to it. But um, I'm going to I'm going to go with the Cowboys because I feel like everybody's saying the Niners, mm-hmm. and usually that's when a team sneaks in and and and, and upsets. So I'm saying Cowboys. Producer Liz, who are you saying?
1: Unfortunately, I love the Cowboys, but Zach's right. They do choke under pressure, and the 49ers' defense is insane. I even know that, and I know nothing.
0: You've heard it here first. Producer Liz says 49ers will win. Okay, Jags and Chiefs tomorrow at 4.30. I feel like this one's pretty simple. I love the Jags. (laughs) I wish they'd win, but I I don't think it's going to be close. I think the Chiefs destroy them. So the Jags run out of magic. I think they do. Producer Liz, what do you say? I want the Jags to go for it. Oh. You want the Jags to go for it or you're picking the Jags to win?
1: I'm going to give them the positivity that they're going
0: to do it by saying they will. Okay. So the Jags are being thrust to, to will to win by our producer Liz. <laughs> I'm going to say the Chiefs. And unfortunately, I feel like this could be just a severely uh, blown out kind of game where the Chiefs might be doing to the Jags what the Chargers did but able to finish. And that brings us to my favorite game of the week. The Bengals and the Bills. Let's start with producer Liz on this one. Bengals or Bills?
1: It's really a tough call.
0: <laughs>
1: it really is, but I'm gonna go with the Bills. They've just been playing really well in all the games that I have been able to catch. That's all that's literally the
0: best I can do. So the games that our producer has been able to catch, <laughs> she has deemed that the Bills are the team to beat. I'll pick I'll pick next. Uh, I am going to go with the Bengals. I cannot root for the Bills as a Dolphins fan. And I like the Bengals. Um, I think that until I see, you know, something different, just the way the Bengals carry themselves and the fact that they're never really out of a game, I think that is the kind of team that's a nightmare for the Bills who do prey on momentum and intimidation and, you know, expecting teams to kind of start to kind of pull away or cower Um, You know, when teams kind of stand up to the Bills and push back, they rattle. And anybody that watched that Dolphins game last week knows that the Dolphins had the Bills severely rattled and then made, you know, one costly mistake and then, you know, a missed call and the momentum shifted back to the Bills. But I think teams like the Bengals that can keep the pressure on and also don't seem to blink in the face of adversity are the teams that can give the Bills, uh, you know, a lot of trouble in the playoffs. So I'm going Bengals. I I think I'm also
1: going Bengals, even though they had a very non convincing win last week against Tyler Huntley, starting at quarterback. They needed a 97 yard scoop and score to win. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I feel like Joe Burrow, he, he doesn't get rattled, like you said. I think he really wants it this year after last year. I think the Bills, I think Josh Allen just makes a few too many mistakes. He's very polarizing, but I feel like he, a lot of times, I think he throws a pick and I think he fumbles once. I think that's enough for Joe Burrow to get the job done. Alright,
0: so now let's just end today's show since we may not be on before the Super Bowl. Let's talk about who, what two teams do we see in the Super Bowl. So, Producer Liz, you have the Jags and the Bills. You need to pick one of those two teams. And you have the Eagles and the 49ers. So, who do you have coming out of the AFC? The Jags or the Bills? Bills probably. Okay, so you have the Bills representing the AFC, representing the NFC. Do you have the Eagles or the Niners? I'm going to
1: say the
0: 49ers again. Okay, so we have a Bills, 49ers, Chris Berman, ESPN all way 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 back, primetime special. He always used to pick the Bills and the Niners, so you have the Chris Berman special right there, Bills and Niners. Zach you have the Chiefs and the Bengals and you have the Giants and the Niners. Who do you have in the Super Bowl? I'm going to take the
1: Bengals. Uh, they're the Chiefs' kryptonite, essentially. The Chiefs can't seem to beat them. I think the only person in the NFL you can argue is as good as Patrick Mahomes is Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he He's just gross, man. And then on the other side, once again, I really want to pick the Giants. And it's going to be very basic, but I'm going to pick the Niners. I don't see the Giants being able to play with them because I think they have very similar identities offensively and defensively. And I think the Niners do everything the Giants do, just a bit better. Okay. Uh, so I got them going to the Super Bowl. And I think, are we picking the Super Bowl right now?
0: Well, uh, we'll hold off. All right, we'll let we'll you hold go We'll hold off. We'll keep everyone in suspense. Um, so I have the Chiefs and Bengals. And I am left with the Eagles and the Cowboys. And while I would love to absolutely uh, say that Brock Purdy finishes this thing and has a Tom Brady type introductory season here I had them getting knocked out by the boys I'm gonna say that the Chiefs crack the Joe Burrow code and I'm gonna put the Chiefs and the Cowboys in the mm. Super Bowl so that is that is my Super Bowl I have the Chiefs and the Cowboys Zach you have the Bengals and the Niners yeah which is the old school Joe Montana Boomer Esiason rematch and our producer has the Chris Berman special, Bills and Niners. All right. Well, this was an awesome week. Let us know what you think of Zach's Should We Keep or Move On, our one, one player, one team, one game draft, and our NFL playoff picks. Till then, producer Liz, stay golden, my man, stay cool, and we'll see you next time.